We all encounter different experiences as we live and learn. These cool moments shape us into the person we are today. Kia ora guys, welcome to Car Talks with Scotty, the podcast version. Follow along as we open those moments and experiences because our moment starts now. Hello guys, Scotty here. Hope you guys are well, you're staying safe, and you've managed to lend a helping hand to someone who needs it most. Always serving that cause and purpose, guys, higher than yourself. Yes. So, do black lives matter? Are we still seeing racism today? And how do we move forward? Many of you would have seen footage on the media, the news, and even social media at the moment with regards to the horrific passing of George Floyd in the United States. And firstly, I want to start off with giving my my most deepest, deepest sympathies and condolences to the Floyd Farner at this time for the loss of their loved one, for the loss of a son, a brother, a father, an uncle, a cousin, a grandson, a friend, and a companion. May you all, as a whanau, find strength and compassion at this time, and may George rest in all eternal peace. Moi mai rai te rangatira e hori, e George. Moi mai e rotinga ringa ringa. O tō tātou kaihanga Nō reire kia koutou o te whānau pani Kia kaha Kia māia Kia manu anui Whānau, I am I'm, I'm gobsmacked I'm absolutely gobsmacked I'm speechless About what's happened in the States And it sparked it sparked some questions and it's even sparked a divide among people so do black lives matter well of course they do of course they do everyone's life matters the fact that he's black is nowhere near enough to say that what's happened to him was was acceptable right how no no it wasn't acceptable you know, I feel for what's going on at the moment because while the world is in a response plan, response plan to combat the coronavirus outbreak, um, and you know, meanwhile, little Aotearoa with the population of five million people is currently in level one. Thankfully, very grateful for that. Um, but what's going on in the United States is something else. It really is something else. They're not only trying to combat and contain um, the virus, but they're also dealing with a different kind of pandemic, and it's racism. I mean, the whole world is dealing with it right now. And the reason why I call it a pandemic is because it's rife. It is wild, and it is just suffocating. The same way it suffocated and killed an innocent, with many more getting hurt in the process. And, you know, no disrespect to George Floyd and his whanau, but there were many more people before him. So, today, uh, today's podcast whanau is kind of, is a real raw look from my perspective into that particular issue. 
Um, so for those of you who know, I, uh, or who don't know, I am, I was born, um, I am born as a proud Māori person, a proud Māori citizen of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, I, my, my heritage or my blood ties are, I'm, I think, three quarters Māori and the other quarter Croatian. So I got a bit of European in me too. Um, and here in New Zealand, we call that tarara, when you combine Māori and Croatian together or Yugoslavian together, we get, we get called tarara. Winemakers somehow loved when they came here, they, they loved the brown girls. <laughs> and there are a lot of us tarara here and around the world. Um, so, but what it meant, I guess this particular issue, what it means for me as a Māori is, is something that we have been, we too as a nation have been, and as a people have been dealing with for a very, very, very long time. And let me just take it back really quickly. In 18, on February the 6th in 1840, New Zealand or Aotearoa, the Māori's, uh, Māori people here, of this land signed a treaty with the colonialists, um, the colonizers who came in to the country and wanted to coexist in, in partnership with us. And so we signed a treaty with our Māori chiefs and um, the colonial imperialists who came to these shores. And so they signed this treaty and the treaty had three basic principles protection partnership and participation even though at that time protection partnership participation were the three main principles of that treaty it has never been fully honored and treated with respect particularly where Māori were to coexist now things are improving here in New Zealand uh, things are a little bit easier for Māori to coexist alongside Pākehā who Pākehā are otherwise known as um, Europeans or the colonizers <laughs> so that's the term that we we frame it to anyway so when Pākehā came to these shores and we got into that agreement together we thought that we would be okay, but it wasn't. The translation was badly set up. Māori didn't really read and speak, uh, sorry, read and write in English or even into, into Reo Māori that was brought through from the Pākehā who helped us translate um, our language into the English language. And so... The translation of that of the treaty set in 1840 has always led to a mass division and on the 6th of February every year we have a day off that people call the New Zealand National Day which is the day that the treaty was signed and there's many of us as Māori that don't necessarily think that um, it's worth a celebration. We call it the day of... Um, colonizers <laughs> it's the day that our land got stolen because that's what happened after the treaty was signed the government came in and seized almost um i think it was 75 plus percent of 
the land mass here in New Zealand that belong to Māori, who we also call ourselves mana whenua or tangata whenua, people of this land. So fast forward a little bit. My So those of you who have seen the show of the Casketeers would know that um, my mother's mentioned in there a little bit with the rhubarb pie and some of the ex, um, some of the cuts, the extra cuts that are on YouTube, um, where she, so my mother's 62, right, and even when she was at school, she was told she would be caned and punished for speaking her native language. And so many people of her generation, again, she's only 62, so many people of her generation experienced that. So my mother can, um, and majority of our, of our family, um, of their age group, can understand te reo Māori, but they can't speak it anymore because they've lost it. So then this huge surgence and revitalization came into Aotearoa from the government to um, fund the revitalization of te reo Māori. And we're doing okay we could be better but we've now got a lot more young people speaking te reo maori we've got people who aren't even maori who have learned te reo maori and that's amazing and then there's you beautiful citizens of the universe who through the show have um learnt a little bit of te reo maori like a canadian who i <laughs> um i won't name but she <laughs> She wrote to me in a post uh, on on Instagram talking to Del Māori and it, my heart jumped for joy just to see that our language has made uh, the world stage. Anyway, again, for, fast forwarding forward, today, racism today. I believe that what's happening to us, particularly as Māori, um, here in New Zealand, facing facing racism, um, is because the you know people are going on about you know you guys have the highest stats in domestic violence, child abuse, you know highest inmate stats um, for and for recidivism, um, use you, dull bludges or social security bludges. You're constantly always you know taking our taxpayers' money. Blah blah blah, and. My question to people who have this thought is, have you asked why? Have you asked us why? Because here's my why. And I'm not justifying all these statistics, don't get me wrong. But this is a pretty good explanation if you ask me. (laughs) My explanation as to why we are the highest stats in almost everything that's going on in this country is because as an indigenous culture as a as an indigenous ethnic backgrounds as mana whenua and tangata whenua of Aotearoa we had a system we had a belief and then the Pākehā came to New Zealand and we were made to change it we were made to live their way and that's difficult so for all these years and generations, for over 180 years since the treaty was signed, Māori have continued to maintain, because they believed that they could, under the principles of the treaty, coexist in New Zealand society. And now, we hardly exist. Why? 
because all these stats that are going on are a result of having to be made to live in a system and a belief that the colonizers brought to this country to these shores when they first got here and forgive me for saying this but i'm sorry if i if my people before me refused to live by your law when they already had one established before you got here and i'm not making excuses for the behavior of some of my people don't get me wrong but what's really what's really interesting to note here in this particular conversation is that when you have been brought up as an indigenous as an ethnic background to have your own systems your own cultural beliefs um your own ways and models of dealing with things and then somebody comes into your land or into your culture and says no you're wrong you have to deal with it this way we are the imperialists we are entitled to tell you how to do this and this is how you do it and if you don't we will punish you we will kill you and that's kind of the picture that's been going on for some time so what's going on when i look at what's happening in the world at the moment it's a resurgence of all of this stuff coming back up but i also know that for for many people there's also a reaction eh? there's with every action with every action there's an equal and opposite reaction and in this particular case with the debate and the riot kicking up over in the states for george floyd which has then gone through to the rest of the world and a lot of indigenous cultures are standing up in solidarity for black lives matter because we as indigenous people of the of the universe recognize that we do matter too why because we're known in the same category of being black people why because we're indigenous and indigenous is our blood is in our blood it is who we are it is what we are we were born into it we don't have a choice we don't get to turn and say i'm not maori um if you did a dna test you'll find i'm maori if you did a dna dna test on um the navajo indians or the cherokee indians or you know native american indians you'll find that they've got a category in their bloodline and same goes for everything else every everyone else that's indigenous in the world and i have had some conversations with um over the last couple of days or particularly the last week with indigenous people of different ethnic groups who have said the same thing you've got the people of hawaii yep they are an american state or known to be an american state however they are an indigenous people to their land a eh? not just because they're a state of america and even had a con- few conversations with hawaiians who have a beautiful culture they are rich in their culture they have a beautiful language that's not american it's hawaiian just like us we have our language you know native americans have their language you've got native um canadians who have their language um 
and and it just goes on so these people are feeling victimized at the moment because they're put into a category that they've had to suppress for a long time and why because they were made to live in a system and a structure that was just not their way it's not what they knew there was no way you could go around you know here in new zealand or anywhere in the world wearing a grass skirt doing a karanga uh, the call or speaking to Reo Māori and doing a whai or to everybody that walked past you. There's just no way. You weren't allowed to do it. So we were made to conform that way through the col- yeah, the colonizers. <laughs> I hate saying the word. <laughs> so when people of a other or outside of the indigenous ethnic background of the universe, regardless of where you are, it creates fear. Why? Because they're scared of the unknown. They know what they know and that's it. So it takes me into my next thing, which is why is that? Why are people scared? Why are people scared of black people? And I don't think it's got anything to do with this, the statistics that show that black people are constantly in trouble with the law. I think what happens is, what's happening is, if you are white and you are one of these people who who have no understanding or don't know, it's because we're lacking in education. There's a, there's a, there's a recipe brewing here for you, and that's naivety, arrogance, um, lack of education, lack of understanding. So... I, I I guess what would happen if you did know, you reached in and you researched or you got to know your fellow black person, whoever that may be in your part of the world, and had a conversation with them, I could guarantee you, bet your bottom dollar, you would not judge that person on the colour of their skin. You would judge them on the con- content of their character. And yes, that is from Martin Luther King. <laughs> but it's true. Many of you have watched the watched the show and continue to watch series of the Casketeers. I know it brings you a rich tapestry of culture and the way we do things in terms of funerals here in New Zealand. But I know for a fact you haven't created a, created a judgment of me and my fellow colleagues because we're black. Have you? You've made a judgment because of the work that we do and the the hum, the level of humane. Uh, treatment that we provide to deceased and the inevitable that's going to happen to each and every one of us why because our time expires everything in life expires and so when you watch that you connect with the person you connect with the content of of the character that you're watching and although we don't play characters because that is truly truly us on that show nothing changes (laughs) The reality is you've connected. You haven't made a judgment because we're black. You haven't made a judgment because I'm Māori. Francis is Māori. Pat Samoan. Kaiora is Māori. Um, Fatafihi is Tongan. You haven't made any judgments because we're of those particular labels or that those are the the countries of origin that we come from and that's our ethnic background. You made a judgment because you connected with our personalities. The, the people who we are. 
So in that, you've started to create and invest in education and understanding a little bit about New Zealand wherever you are in the world. For our fellow Māori, they're like, Chee, neat. Gee, what beautiful mahi you fellas do. Absolutely. Why? Because they know it. But for us to be on the world stage and be present in your homes while you watch us, I wonder if it would be worth you turning to your fellow black citizen of the universe whoever he or she is and casting the same opinion on them could you do that i bet you you could and then i guarantee like you have done with us you've researched into our culture you've talked about how beautiful polynesian culture is you've talked about how beautiful uh polynesian funerals are just rich full of love aroha and manakitanga kia given to deceased at that time that's not just because of funerals that's because we that is us as a people so again could you look at your fellow black person wherever they are in the community in your community and do the same thing could you make a judgment on them because of the color of their skin or would you like to get to know the content of their character interesting right a few years ago i came across this clip on youtube um i think it may have even be face been facebook but it's resurged again it's come back around in full circle because of what's going on with black lives matter and this beautiful white american lady by the name of uh miss jane elliott who is a tutor she's like i said she's a white american and she's going in teaching other white americans how um to destroy basically destroy racism so let's have a listen to jane as she goes on and talks about bigotry and arrogance and that sort of thing because what she says is truly remarkable have a listen why do we hate we hate because we're taught to hate we hate because we're ignorant we are the product of ignorant people who have been taught an ignorant thing, which is that there are four or five different races. There are not four or five different races. There's only one race on the face of the earth, and we're all members of that race, the human race. But we, but we have separated people into racists so that some of us can see ourselves as superior to the others. We thought it would work, I guess. It hasn't worked. It has been bad for everyone. But it's time to get over this business. There is no gene for racism. There's no gene for bigotry. You're not born a bigot. You have to learn to be a bigot. Anything you learn, you can unlearn. It's time to unlearn our bigotry. It's time to get over this thing, and we best get over it pretty soon. I'm an educator, and it's my business as an educator to lead, lead people out of ignorance. The ignorance of thinking that you're better or worse than someone else because of the amount of a pigment in your skin. Pigmentation in your skin has nothing to do with intelligence or with your worth as a human being. It's time to get over that. Wow. If I had the ability to meet Jane, um, I would so give her one of the biggest Māori hugs and hungi <laughs> I think I ever could. Because even though I watched that a couple of years ago, there was no way that I would ever think that that would be relevant today. But it is. So, Jane Elliott's a big... Mihi nunu tēnei kia koe, mōau whakaaro, mōau kōrero, e rongi tēnei kaupapa. A big massive acknowledgement to Jane for her thoughts, for her 
talk um her discussions around this particular um this particular topic so what jane said one of the things that jane said in there was we learn it again one of the things i wanted to say to you is if you are one of these people and i'm not judging you i'm not but if you are or you feel that you are you've got this feeling in your in the pit of your soul that says you want to be a part of the racist journey um to criticize or you know to be a part of that uh racism track but something's holding you holding you back I would ask you to do a bit of a deep research, a a deep look into your history of whether or not your bearing forefathers were somewhat part of that or where perhaps they may have been involved in an experience or an altercation with a black person that's created the ideology. I believe that we can tackle this and I actually I know we bloody can I know we can tackle this and I believe that some of how we can tackle this is through a few easy simple solutions one quit the judgment okay quit the judgment let's not judge let's get to know the person because I can as I said before I can guarantee you if you got to know me beyond my color which some of you feel like you already have through the show, which is great, I could guarantee you that you would not be making the kinds of remarks about black people because you've gotten to know their content first, the content of their character first. Yeah? First one. The second one is this. If you know that you've come from a family um, or a family heritage or lineage where there's been something involved with a black person and your family member it's okay to face that and if you face it let facing it mean that you you're prepared to make a change from this moment forward you don't have to be part of that group but you can be as jane said part of the human race there's no other race there's no other race there's only the human race and so you have the ability to make even if you know that wherever that comes from it might have been an experience that your family have had with a black community it may be an experience you have had with a black person it may have been something that your family was involved in it could have been the slavery times who knows but you do not have to wear the the shoes of your history to walk that through to your present and your future let me just say that one again you do not have to wear the shoes of your history and walk that through to your present and your future to still be a part of that segregation because if that if there's even one ounce of you that knows that having that feeling against a black person is bad or wrong then you know that you can change it and you don't have to let it be the rest of your history you don't have to let it be so 
go out there and find out. And if it is true, if there is something there, then be the change. Be the person that embraces a black person. Be the person that gets to know the content of their character. Be the person that brings them into your home and introduces you to their family. Become friends with your fellow citizens of the universe. Yeah? Um, another, Another thing that I would just like to encourage is this, because now I'm focusing on how do we move forward. How we also need to move forward is know that you have a right to stand up to anybody who is ridiculing or heavily being racist against someone else because of the their skin color or their culture or their heritage you don't have to stand back and say oh god that's got nothing to do with me i'm just gonna leave that i'll put that on the side i won't deal with that one it's that's not good enough it really isn't because while you have a voice and that person in that moment doesn't use it for the good use it for the good things make that person be absolutely indebted to you for the, the gesture you're giving them that gesture that you're giving them is the chance to not be a victim anymore now my big one that I've been saving up in the pit of my belly is to all my fellow non-Indigenous people out there. Some of what's happening is a result of, as I said before, lack of education. My encouragement to you is this. Please try with all your might to get to know by researching, reading books, searching up on the internet, watching movies, and try and understand the culture of that black person or black people or people of indigenous ethnic backgrounds, okay? Because the more education you create, the more you get to understand that that's their way. And we can coexist. We can certainly coexist in this life, in this moment, in this now. We can. And if you are short of a little bit of information about them or something that they're about, pie. it's all good. Go and ask. Because that's, that's what's going to create something different in you. There is nothing wrong with you going to ask a black person, regardless of their indigenous background, questions about their race, about their culture, about their ethnic upbringing. There's nothing wrong with asking that. And I can guarantee you that almost 97% of people, and this isn't a fact that I've read it somewhere, I just feel it within every pit and fibre of my soul that if you go up to a black person and you ask them questions because you don't know and you want to know about why certain things happen in their culture in their um in their ethnic back uh in their ethnicity why things are happening in their background in their their ethnicity I can guarantee you because a lot of black people have faced racism head on and to their face that the one question that they're going to ask you is why why do you want to know this is your opportunity to build that relationship with that person by saying to them be 
because I don't want to fall in to the zone of being racist. I don't want to fall into the zone of being racist. I just need to know so that I can understand you. I can understand your people. I can understand your ethnic culture. And look, don't get me wrong, not all of it's going to make sense, trust me. (laughs) Not all of it's going to make sense, but you know what? You will be richer for it if you do it than not doing it. You will be richer for it. Why? Because I purely believe that the more we know, the more we learn, the more we understand, and we pass on to the next generation, the better this world will become. I honestly believe that. We won't need to worry about riots. We'll know that the, you know, that the, the, um, the civil rights movement happened for a reason, so that we could coexist. We know that um, for here for here in New Zealand and Aotearoa, we know that funding is given to help revitalise Te Reo Māori because it was taken away from us. So now they're trying to bring it back so that New Zealand has its standing place in the world with among its indigenous brothers and sisters. So my plea to you, those who are listening, when I do end my my vlogs or my blogs or (laughs) my uh, podcasts with lend a helping hand to someone who needs it most there's your hand out there's the hand that's out waiting for you to lend a moment in time to get to know, to get to understand to learn and to love Guys, thank you all for listening and keeping up with me here on Car Talks with Scotty, the podcast version. Oh, there's such a, a deep, deep topic. And I can't thank you enough that if there is any ounce of what I've said that has made a difference or helped to inspire, empower, or encourage you, I... um. I know I've done my job in that. So I do. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to some raw background in my life uh, as an Indigenous Māori of New Zealand, Aotearoa. <laughs> um, and I just hope that in some way you'll be able to shine the light that's clicked on for you during this podcast to help shine that light in the darkness of somebody else's life right now. So thanks again, everybody, for listening and keeping up with me here on Car Talks with Scotty, the podcast version. Don't forget to hit follow. And if you like listening along, please feel free to share with your whānau and friends. And please, beautiful people of the universe, try and serve that cause and purpose higher than yourself. From me to you, stay well, be blessed, be safe. And don't forget to lend a helping hand to someone who needs it most. Love you all. Bye.